0: But today I want to uh you to turn to Psalm 37 which of course is one of the most beloved and well-known psalms I think of many believers certainly is one of mine and uh I want to zero in on one aspect of prayer that we um uh have been discussing in fact we last time um, if you recall we were talking about the fact that God always answers prayer and he always answers prayer in one of three ways yes no and wait and we looked at the aspect of god when god says no last time if you recall and we were looking uh in the book of second corinthians as you know that wonderful passage where paul asked the lord to take away the thorn in the flesh and uh ultimately god says no and we looked at what Paul's reaction and his attitude, and of course, which reflected his character in that regard. But I actually think, and and perhaps you would agree with me, that that the third category of God answering prayer is probably the most challenging and the most difficult, which is wait. I, I personally think that that's actually sometimes harder than no, because most of us, we are not naturally uh, patient people. Now, there may be some of us here who are more patient than others, um, but but we all, because of our nature, uh, we we have we struggle with with being patient and waiting. And this is a very interesting subject, which is waiting on God. You know, it's interesting that there have not been too many Christian books written on this particular subject. Uh, one of the very few, and I want to recommend it to you, is by Andrew Murray. Uh, Andrew Murray wrote a uh, short uh, uh, devotional. Actually, it's it's a 31-day uh, study. They're, they're short uh, chapters. I want to recommend that to you if you've never gone through it. Uh, I went through it years ago. It's impacted me. It still does, and I have to remind myself of this all the time. I I'm I'm a fairly patient person, but I still have a lot of work to do. And when it comes to prayer, asking things of God, I think this is an area where we all could use some uh, improvement, perhaps. It's hard. It's, it's a struggle because we often want our timetable to be God's timetable. And we find very quickly that that doesn't often work. Well, let me zero in on some verses here in Psalm 37, which speak to this. And by the way, there are many, many psalms which talk about waiting on God, and Andrew Murray uses those in his book. But I'm just going to pick out one here, actually three verses. We're going to read from verse 7 to verse 9. And uh, the psalmist says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoer shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. And... In reading, the, and again, we don't have time to delve into the other aspects of this psalm, but preceding or including this uh, particular one on be still and wait, there are seven other Hebrew verbs where the Lord will, he, he's going through the list here, he's saying trust, delight, commit, be still and wait, fret not, refrain, And so the theme of this first section is do not fret, do not fret. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on the Zoom call here today, but how many of us uh, have been guilty of fretting about things? Uh, Because again, maybe it's not happening exactly the way we want or when we want it, and we've prayed for it, we've asked God to do something, and it's just not happening in our time. I'll be honest. I run across a lot of believers that I think, in our day, at least in our country, in the United States, uh, I, I sense a lot of fretted Christians because of what they see going on in the world and the world scene and the culture and society. And, and quite frankly, they're fretted. They 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 always say, "Well, I wish God would just come and we could just get it over with," and and all of these things. And that's that's all well and good, but we are, we, are, we are told to wait on God's timing. And by the way, let me mention something. I don't think it's ever proper to wish that God would come simply to rid us of uh, political uh, shenanigans, of societal ills, of uh, economic hardships. That's not the main reason why we should ask or desire the Lord to come. We should desire the Lord's return because we desire to be in the very presence of a holy God. And so now the other, of course, is an added benefit because, yes, it will take away those things. But that shouldn't be the main reason. And I hear that quite a bit. And I sense, again, a a frustrated Christians because they want God to just do something. And, again, we pray that he would bring revival. We pray that he would judge those who are wicked and i'm here to tell you based upon the word of god he in his timing in his divine will will accomplish all of those things it's just that we have to learn to wait be still and wait we again we often find that this is the status that that you and i are often in in our daily lives god does often answer prayer god sometimes says no but it seems more often than not that we're in a waiting stage for things, and sometimes that can be a little frustrating. But again, it shouldn't. Notice he says, "Be still and wait." Be still is the opposite of an attitude of anxiousness, worry, rest, or restlessness. Um, or, or it's the opposite of of, uh, of of waiting. Those things. In fact, it equals fretting. <laughs> Those things could be defined as fretting. And I wonder how many times we're guilty of that. I'll be honest with you, I am. And I have to confess that I have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me not to fret about all these things going on because, Lord, I am supposed to be putting my total faith and trust in you and you alone. And I think that's where he wants us, folks. Even when we are persevering in prayer, there's going to be oftentimes where we need to wait. Now, one, one thing, too, I want to point out here is on what do we wait? Well, a lot of times when we pray, we're waiting on, we're waiting on getting out of trials or we're waiting for specific requests or, or whatever it may be. And, and we do that today. And there's nothing wrong with that. God likes to hear our requests. He tells us as his children to come before him and make our requests known. Our father loves to give to his children. But here's one interesting thing that we may miss if we don't read this verse very carefully. Notice it says, again, in verse 7, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. For him. I think that's a very interesting thing that the, the primary thing or person, shall we say, that we are to wait for when we pray, when we go to the Lord, when we go before the throne room of God, the primary thing that we wait upon is not a thing, but it's a person. We wait on God. We wait on him. And, 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 and what does that mean? We When we truly wait on God and allow his fullness to permeate our lives, it takes, a, it takes away the worry and impatience uh, out of waiting. And it takes the disappointment and the sting out of the answer, no. It's waiting on God and his fullness, the the harmony that we have in the relationship with him. And so I wonder today, even though all of you who are here are obviously prayer warriors, I wonder how often we battle the fretting with not waiting like we should, and, and again, getting discouraged because of that. And we need not to. In this context, again, the psalmist is talking about waiting on God to do something with the wicked that were so prevalent in his day, and of course, we can certainly relate to that. And I go back to what I said earlier. We, 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 we get very frustrated with the world and cultural scene. But my friends, I want to say again, we are promised and all we have to do is read the book of Revelation and we will find out for sure that God is going to be victorious and he is going to judge sin and evil. There is no question about it. And we have to believe that. But he's going to do it in his time. And that's where we struggle. That's where we have a hard time. Now, of course, in the meantime, let me just say this too. It doesn't mean that while we're waiting, we can't continue to ask the Lord for things. It doesn't mean that we can't go before his throne, but we must possess a good attitude. And we must have patience while we wait on God to act. And so we must understand these things. And I'll end with this. We also note within this exhortation the promise that's given to those who wait in verse 9. Notice once again what he says, for evildoers shall be cut off. There's a promise of God, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Now, of course, in the context here, it was talking about the land that that was the promised land that they had inherited, that they were that that, that they had been promised by God. But in our day, how would we apply that? Well, for us, for us, the, the, the spiritual land means spiritual blessings. Those who wait on the Lord are going to receive spiritual blessings. They may not come when we want them. They may not come in our time, but they will come. And that's what we must give to the Lord or what we must allow the Lord to do in our life. I want to end with giving you a quote from the Andrew Murray devotional that I recommended to you. And I think this is so... uh, Practical and right where we are. He says all the exercises of the spiritual life, our reading and praying, our willing and doing, have great value. But they can go no further than this that they point the way and prepare us in humility to look to and depend on God Himself and in patience to wait. For his good time and mercy. The waiting teaches us our absolute dependence upon God's mighty working and empowers us in perfect patience. We place ourselves at his disposal. And so, again, I want to encourage us as believers, if we are in the status of, and, and again, like I say, we often are in our daily life of, of waiting waiting on God. Let us wait patiently. Let us wait knowing that God is in control, that He's sovereign, that He is going to do what He says He's going to do, and that we can rejoice in Him, and we can revel in the prom- not only the promises, but the blessings that we will receive from His good hand. Thank you, and God bless you, my brothers and sisters, today.